Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 31, the one where momming is hard. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm back. She's back. I'm back. Um, everything's good over here. Everything's really good. Good. Want me to give a review before we get chatty? Yeah, chatty Kathy. Okay, this is from Steph Kip. She says, very relatable. I've listened to all the episodes the last couple of weeks while driving around scouting fields. Kind of sad I'm finally caught up. Thank you for being real and giving us women and ag something to relate to. It's comforting knowing we're not the only ones who have hashtag loans for life. Word. It's a good hashtag. Right. <laughs> Truth. Thank you, Steph Kip. Um, the, the funny thing is, is that isn't it the worst when you really do run out of your favorite podcast? It is. Or like your favorite show. <laughs> like the worst. Yeah. Your show, anything like when it's, when you're, when you're caught up, you're just literally counting down the minutes till your next one. And I'm like humbled that people like our podcast that much because it's just, you know, you and me talking about right. nothing some days, right. but like any, any podcast episode, anything that you are like dedicated and love. And when you're caught up, you just it wait. Stinks. It is sad. I know. And I am super humbled that we have been doing this a year, a little over a year, yeah. over a year. And we just now are getting new listeners, which is awesome and cool to me. Right. So keep shouting. Right. Us I need to go listen. Back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like the We're shares definitely are how, how we get our word out even more to people that didn't listen to us a year ago. Right. And frankly, I don't know if I would have listened to us a year ago. <laughs> oh, I would have. I mean, we so cool. We, we is. We so cool. Not the first episode okay. though. Wow. That no, was it's bad. bad. So what's your recap? Kylie wasn't here last week. I had to co-host replace her for one time. I mean, it was fine. Amanda did a great job. Uh, she's super, super cool. I got to actually listen to the podcast while on vacation while I was walking. So that was a unique, fun experience for me. And I definitely can relate to what you guys talked about on episode 30. So if you haven't checked that out yet and you're just tuning back in, go back, listen to episode 30, where they talk about like toxicity um, of other people in your life. But this episode, we're going to focus more on motherhood. Mom. But before that, we got back from vacation. We went to the Lake of the Ozarks. If you're in the Midwest and you don't know what the Lake of the Ozarks are, or you have never been, I'm really sorry. It's awesome. It's an amazing place. Um, we rent a house there and it just felt really good to take a break. So if you can ever get there, it's not super expensive to go for a few days and just enjoy pool lake life. It'd Looked be quite way. a drive for you. Yeah. But <laughs> it would be. Um it rained a couple of inches this week and it's like in the mid to upper seventies right now. So we have ideal growing conditions, which I know is not for you, Wit. We'll get there in a second. And then also in the last month since I've been on, which is really weird to say, like four whole weeks, 
we found out that we are going to have a baby boy. Another little Rhett Jr. It literally is mirroring your kids. I know. So when I have a fourth or you, (laughs) you know, I will have to take that one up with Jordan and God, but you know, Jordan's kind of on his way out of fatherhood. I think (laughs) he's new fatherhood. Let me rephrase new fatherhood. He's tapping out. (laughs) Yeah. So we're excited to add another little boy to our family. We actually go to, for our anatomy scan in a couple of weeks, but, um, we went for a private scan, which I highly recommend best, like $75 I've ever spent for those of you out there listening and pregnant. And I just got to see our baby boy like moving around. And if he's not a boy, I am not sure what's down between his legs. Like that's where we're at. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is like motherhood before you even become a mom. I remember like each, each kid and I never miscarried like you had. I was Mm -hmm. always so like, I can't even explain the feeling you have when you're pregnant. You just pray that everything's okay. And then when you finally get to see them on that, that scan, it's like, Oh, like a sigh of relief. Like they're moving. There's a heartbeat. Thank gosh. Mm -hmm. Like I'm praying in the next three weeks uh, is that, you know, he, he has all four chambers of his heart. His head is growing normally. His bones are growing normally, but there's no like glaring problems. And, um, I know I can't control it if there is, but Uh, It's just one of those things. It's a heavy weight that you just kind of carry around in the back of your mind the whole pregnancy. It truly is. So what else? I know your crops aren't looking good. Do you want to start there? Do you want to end there? Oh, I'll talk about it because I'm sure somebody else has experienced it. Actually, I've had several people in Canada say they're super droughted, which I didn't think. I didn't know that. Yeah. Some Nebraska folks also have messaged me like send rain our way in like Northern Iowa. I really think it's just pocket. Yeah, I think Ohio. But before I start talking, um the last podcast I said that Colorado didn't have metered water and I guess that they do as well. So I wanted to correct myself on that. Um I don't know what states aren't metered on their irrigation water, but you're lucky and I hope you never get metered. So I just wanted to correct myself on that. Yeah, I mean we we irrigate out of a pond, so it's Right, like and see a lot of people yeah, a lot of people have like lakes by them or like Brenna Stevenson. If you don't follow her, you should. In Utah, they're like out of a river. Is that what theirs is? I have it's no idea, cool but I see watch. them like flood irrigate. Yeah, it's like flood irrigation, but it's really cool to watch because we don't have that around here. Mm-mm. So yeah, just wanted to correct myself there. Um, we are extreme drought. We're to the point now where, yes, we'll still take rain because our next year's crops need that moisture in the ground but it's not going to really help us now. I mean, a bunch of the stuff, I was actually going to go take pictures today just to show people the real, real, like burnt, wilted, some didn't even put ears on before it's starting to die. Just very, very depressing in our area right now. Irrigated corn looks okay. And probably the only thing that's saving us right now is our extreme like hundreds heat and wind has stopped for this week. So we're in like... temps that are optimal for growing 70 to 90, you know? And so it's just really hard to watch a lot of your money and hard work die. So yeah. Yeah. But irrigated ground, I think people are going to be okay. But if we start to get in the heat again, you, you're only allotted so much water to pump and so many gallons on some wells that some people like we have one that it's probably one of our better wells and we have okay water there and we're falling behind. We just can't stay caught up with the, what it's using and what's, 
what's being put on. So like our corn is super uneven, you know, like you like to look out and see even tassels all at the top and it's just like a wave, just a giant wave of corn. So it's depressing. It's like our start, it's like our start of our year with unevenness because it was too wet. It's like the opposite, but I get it. Right. So it's super hard. Nothing we can control again. Doesn't mean it don't suck. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Yeah. We still embrace the suck. It's still our life. We'll do what we need to do, do what we can. And yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And so we've had some slow time, um, spraying kind of when it's super dry like this, nobody really wants to put money into anything. So everybody's kind of holding off on some spraying. So Bart's been slow. We've enjoyed a bunch of family time. We had fair and we've checked wells together. And so while we haven't been able to get away because of irrigation, we've done stuff as a family a lot the last couple of weeks, but we are getting ready to start corn silage. So things are about to hit the ground run and be super busy. And I think where everybody's got droughted stuff, we're going to have a lot of chopping. I was just going to ask, like, would you guys chop, you know, in 2012 when we were super droughted, we just pushed corn over. Like we didn't end up chopping. I mean, it just was too late by that point, but we just literally like tilled corn under because it was not, it didn't pay to harvest it. Like, yeah. And it, I mean, it, it truly all depends on just how your corn gets appraised. You know, you can't do anything until your insurance comes and appraises it. And if it's yep. only 30%, you know, it just really depends on that percent, what you can do and where the stuff hasn't put ears on it. I have, mm. I'll have to ask Bart, but I don't even know if we would chop it. I don't even know if it'd be worth it, worth the, worth the bill to chop it. Right. Like to run the equipment, to put the fuel in it, to put the labor hours in it. Right. So we're at the point of like either going to burn up if we catch a rain, like it's not going to put ears on now because those tassels got fried and they're not there anymore. Yeah. It's too late. It's like a super weird year. So if anyone else is struggling with that, we feel you hope yours are doing better than ours. Sorry. It sucks so bad. Cash, it sucks. It does suck. And that's why I always try to like not talk about the sucky stuff, but sometimes you just have to get it off your chest. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we always talk about it. You can't have any good without any bad. So right. and your good God is- has a plan. There's a plan for us. So yep. Your good is spending more time with your family, even though it's financially sucks so bad. Right. We're all healthy. That's what I'm thankful for. So before we start like dropping, uh, all the things on just being a mom right now in today's world, in ag world and all of it, um, I think we should talk just, we're going to shout out a couple things. We're basically going to give like ads to a couple of our favorite podcasts right now. So Whitney and I both posted last week on Instagram or over the weekend about pioneers tour, the pioneer tour podcast. And me personally, I'm working with Pioneer on the Enlist E3 system for soybeans. And they actually had an entire episode on that podcast about the E3 system. And I learned so much. So I'm giving them a shout out. Whitney, I know you listened to some of the episodes too. Yeah. And so one episode that I listened to in particular, they talked to a plant breeder in Manhattan, which Manhattan is like our K-State big extension office. And so it was cool for me to hear that there was breeders and agronomists that worked together to form all these amazing seeds that we're allowed to use. So yeah, that was awesome for me to hear from breeders. And pioneers so much more than just corn. Like I just feel like when you see corn, you think, or when you see pioneer, you think corn, 
there's soybeans and sorghum and I'm sure so many more, so many more crops than that, but definitely go check out that. Whitney and I both have links up on our websites or on our links in our Instagram. And uh, you can also reach out for us if you can't find that, but I'm pretty sure it's on every podcast streaming app. So go check out the Pioneer Tour podcast. And now moving on, momming is real hard. And I'm going to give another shout out to our friend Addie in her new podcast, Grace and Growth with Addie. You can find it on any podcast streaming app also. It's so good. Have you listened yet? Yep, I have. the one. I think it was her latest episode. I haven't, my podcast app has not been updating my library when I have new um, episodes. So I kind of have to go look, but her last one about um, how are you really doing? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. That one spoke to me because as a mom, I feel like I'm struggling with the same things that she is. And so it was good to hear someone relate to that. Well, as I was listening to it, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Addie's also a life coach and she's also our friend. So this is like a super plug for her. We, we love her. But the stuff that she was saying, I related to so much. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk about a lot of this stuff to our listeners too, just because I think everybody is having a hard time in their own way right now, especially being a mom and figuring out what to do with your children. Well, I feel like you and I have discussed this a ton, but we just haven't done a podcast on it. Right. Well, it's touchy. It's a touchy subject, right? Like you don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to be judged for what you feel. Exactly. All of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For real. So let's just start right there. So here's how I am taking, okay, here's how I really feel about what's happening right now. I feel like if I let people know how I really feel, they're going to judge me for it. They're going to shame me for it. I feel like I'm not allowed to feel what I really want to feel. Mm-hmm. because of those same reasons. But then when I hear people talk, I guess I'm just an open-minded person that when I hear someone say, um, hell, ooh, I almost cussed. heck yes, I'm sending my kid to school, whether they wear a mask or not, I don't judge them for that. They, yeah. are the, they are the mom that's also making a hard decision. I think kudos to you for being able to make up your mind 100%. And you should be proud of any decision you make. But then I'm still that lady in the corner that's like, don't want to talk about my feelings because I don't want anyone to judge me. I don't want anyone to give me backlash. And I'm just worried that that's like my worry. I don't want people to give me backlash for my choices. Right. Do you feel that at all? Like I want to be able to feel what I want to feel and not have people judge me for it. I feel so to start before we like, before I go into my feelings, because I absolutely will join you in your, uh, emotional breakthrough here. I think no matter what stage of life you're in, being a mother is one of the hardest jobs we've ever been given or chosen or however you want to look at that. Like being a mom is so hard. It's incredibly hard. Whether you're pregnant and you're deciding on little things that you, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to put in their bedroom? What do you want to feed them? Do you want to give them homemade food in a crib? (laughs) Yeah. In your room, coastly, all that stuff. So then you go on and you're like, okay, should my kid already be potty trained there too? Well, let's get going on that. And, oh, you're not eating your vegetables. Well, veggie straws, it is like what it, you, you've all these decisions that you have to make for yourself that your mom's made for you when you were that age. And so I think it's extra hard right now because we're trying to decide what to do with our kids going back to school um, in that regard. So I think we're going to touch on that a lot. I saw something on Facebook that I tried to find so hard. And it's like, let's start practicing this now. 
If you're sending your kids back to school, you're a good mom. If you're homeschooling them, you're a good mom. (laughs) If you're doing something part-time, like it had all these things listed out, like you're a good mom. And I think that before we go into this, like whatever you're deciding, we are very open-minded on that regard. Like whatever you're deciding for your family is right for you. Right. And I don't, I just hate that we feel like I'm a very strong-willed person. I'm very, I would say confident in my momming. Mm-hmm. It's like this virus has made me question myself more than ever. It has made me fear, shame, and judgment more than ever. And it has made me just want to stay home by myself more than ever. Well, and it's not easy to talk about it with people that are like going to hoard me with their thoughts. Well, we don't, well, that's exactly right. One, I don't want to be lectured. I don't need anything. Yeah. And I feel like everybody's opinion thinks that, of course you think your opinion is right, right? Because it's your thought, but also you don't have to push it on. You don't have to push it on people. Right. Right. We have a, um, a friend who, okay, I'm about to go there. So (laughs) I, um, I do think my kids are all vaccinated. They're all updated on their vaccinations, but I being a stay at home mom and going to breastfeeding group every week, I personally chose not to give our kids, I can't believe I'm going here. Please don't come at me if you're a nurse or something. (laughs) I chose to give our kids all of their vaccinations in different times. So like I only gave the kids one shot, a visit and we just went in more frequently and they had all their up-to-date shots by the time they're two. So let me start with that. Like, I'm not saying if you gave your kid five shots at once, you're wrong. For me, it worked better for me to do this. It was easier on my conscience as making those like scary big decisions of giving your kids shots and doing, making them, you know, this is so funny. We've never discussed this, but I delayed vaccinations too. I like, just did the exact same I thing until they spread were spread them out. Like I didn't start them until they were four months old and I spread them out and they all worked. Right. I did the exact same thing. It's one of those things that you just don't talk about because you don't want someone to come at you because it's such an opinionated topic. That's what I did. That's what was right for me. If you didn't do it that way, kudos to you. And if you don't vaccinate, kudos to you because you did your research and that's your decision. Right. I'm not even going to start on that. Yeah. Right. Like I don't want to, like, I don't want to lecture you on how I did it. That's just how I did it. It's the same with breastfeeding. I worked my freaking tail off to breastfeed our firstborn. I was formula fed from the day I was born. And guess what? I turned out just fine. Like it doesn't matter to me what you do, but I don't want to be lectured on what's right or wrong. Like I do my research. I choose what's right based on my feelings. And I think that this particular decision is also the exact same thing. Right. And moms also question themselves so much, especially in those first years of life, that when somebody gives you an opinion, a super strong opinion, like you're doing it wrong, it does nothing but break them down. So please, even if you think you're helping, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you should pat them on the back and tell them good job. Right. And and when you're in that like postpartum where you're like really doubting yourself and things like that. Like my mom, when I was having trouble breastfeeding at the beginning, like Rhett wasn't sleeping, all these things. You guys know if you've listened to any episodes. It, my, I remember my mom saying, it's okay if you want to bottle feed. And I was like, no, like I've already gotten this far. You're peeing me off that you even suggested it in the same breath. I know she was just saying, it's okay to relax and right. give yourself a break. Like I know she didn't mean it that way, but in that moment, I was so high on all emotions that I was like, 
go away. I yeah. can't handle it anymore. Right. And that's the same thing like with this mask deal. I don't care how old your kid is. Sending them back to school is a hard decision. It is. And if you're choosing to send them to school, pat on the back, sister. If you're choosing to homeschool right now, pat on the back because it's what you're having to deal with in your own home and your own family. It's hard. It's a hard freaking right. decision. I can't even decide. Like I I'm do. in the middle. So here's an interesting question. And maybe this is a question that you guys can weigh in as listeners. It is super hard right now. And we're, we're, we're lucky in the sense that we're just dealing with little kids that probably realistically won't be super affected by it educationally. Like if we homeschool them, they'll get enough. We'll do as good as we can do. If you send them to school, the teachers will do the best they can do. Like they always do. My question is my, my cousin asked me on vacation, okay, you're a business owner. And I'm like, yes. Would you want to hire a senior who had online school their senior year? Isn't that a valid question? You don't have to answer it. Like, I'm not saying we have to answer it, but like school, school in the fall, like on, if you're doing online school and you know, some of it will be super effective. I think some school districts probably are, have it really figured out, but I'm thinking like super small rural schools, these seniors do online school you know, do they find ways to get around it? Do they really do all the work? I don't know. I'm not answering that for them. But then when you apply to college, does that college want to accept you when you're, you're the product of COVID, COVID education? And it's not, there's no right answer. No. Oh my gosh. And I struggled so bad in school. Probably, honestly, if I didn't do sports, I wouldn't have kept my grades up. I know me too. And I was a very in-person learner. So I could not as a senior in high school, be doing my, you know, hard math classes and my, I was really good at English. So that would have been fine. But like biology and all that, there's no way in it. I can't imagine. So all you kids, all you kids that listen or adolescents, I am so sorry that you're having to go through this because it is tough. I don't think anybody's given the kids enough credit either. No. And I think it's hard for parents that have seniors and juniors and they're sitting there thinking, well, you know, what, what does this mean for their future? And I don't think it has to mean anything. I think if you're still instilling those same values and different things and, you know, like I knew my education was very important and I, I wouldn't have, I would have done the best that I could have done. But like you said, like I very much valued sports, like three C three sport senior wanted to be in there, wanted to be working. Um, and like Illinois canceled all in-person sports. Missouri has not yet. See, and that's how we're so different than everywhere else is we're on schedule for all, for all sports to go the same. Ours and are too. And that's where it's hard for me because as far as I'm aware, I think maybe our board of education was meeting sometime this week. They're wanting K through 12 to wear masks. Well, our county has zero COVID. Right. Which is and crazy. Awesome. Are, but crazy. We're, it is crazy awesome. And we're around people all week they're around. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for me to send them to school to wear a mask when we don't wear it any other time. If we lived somewhere like Topeka or all those places that have huge rising case numbers, I would not even without a doubt question that they needed to wear a mask. Right. I mean, I guess my only thought is if they have a plan in place that then if they did get COVID to wear masks or something, I think I heard one school plan around here that like there's three phases. That's how one is like before nobody has it. 
Phase two is, you know, you wear a mask and do this, this particular, and then phase three would be like shut back down. I don't know. Yeah. And um, we, had, we had that in place until our governor made a mask order. Right. So and now they're just trying to fight it based on. We're confusing because I asked my kids, like they're old enough for me to answer that question. Do you want to wear a mask all day in school? And they both said, no. Well, so no, I'm like, yeah, I'm in this position. Like, yeah, I could probably homeschool them it's going to suck. It's going to be hard because I'm in the grain cart all fall and I'm supposed to homeschool these two kids in there too. Even more than that, like your kids will like school. My kids, Bodie loves school. He loves his friends. Like we saw his PE teacher the other day and he ran and jumped in his arms and I just wanted to fall in a puddle and die and cry. Right. Because that's the, that's what's making my decision hard is things like that. Well, Okay. So another, this, you might be hypocritical of me, but, um, so being pregnant and we've never gone to any daycare. I've been very fortunate to be able to have somebody come in home to our house. One lady, I get one exposure, you know, she's exposed, but I get her as an additional exposure to our kids sickness. Um, we've never gone to daycare. And I know that this year, if Rhett goes to school, which he did get into pre-K that, will be sick. Like it just will be. And that's okay. Like I I'm aware of that, whether it's COVID or flu or colds or whatever, like it's going to come to our house. And so selfishly, um, we are deciding to keep, it's only half day preschool. We're deciding to keep Brett home one, because our schedule is kind of crazy in the fall. Like you said, like we just are busy for, through harvest. There's no real easy time to go pick t- up to and from. Also being pregnant, I've decided just to keep him home this year because of extra sickness and not really wanting to have him, Reese, and myself all sick at once. Right. Um, if it was kindergarten, if he was going to kindergarten, which is a required grade, like pre-K is not required. That's why I'm saying that. I would like to think that if he was kindergarten, I would still send him, but I don't have to make that choice. This is me hypothetically saying if it were kindergarten, I would send him. I don't have to make that choice. Again, you also shouldn't feel like somebody would judge you for making that decision with pre-K. Right. As I like, as I like defend myself, uh, unapologetically defend myself. Right. Which we shouldn't have to do. I know. So one thing that I would like to suggest to everyone is please be kind to others. You don't know what they're dealing with at home to make their decisions. They're hard decisions they're having to make. And I saw a meme the other day that said like, just because we disagree doesn't mean we can't be friends. And isn't that so accurate? Oh, and especially with the political landscape right now and all the the different things that are going on in the world, like just because we don't agree, like I'm don't care. Like we can be friends. Excuse me. I wish I could find this, but the moving on podcast, Jay and Jess Norman, he had a quote from Gandhi and it was kind of about friendship, like basically not disagreeing, but you can still be friends. It was really good. So if I can't find it while we're chatting, I'm going to put it in the quotes on the notes because it's so true. Like you don't have to be the exact same people. I'm just finding it super weird that we're talking about vaccinations and all this and we were the exact same way. And same thing. I was formula fed my whole life and look how fabulous I am. (laughs) I mean, looking fabulous. (laughs) And I breastfed my three, not without trials and tribulations, but I still did it. Also breastfeeding is really hard. So if you're going through something right now, oh, we get it. It's hard. 
Also, if you get mastitis, just go ahead and go to the doctor. Don't try to do any natural remedies <laughs> because your girl found that out the bad way. <laughs> that doesn't work. I've never had it, lock on wood. Like, Ooh. I had such good luck. Once once Rhett kind of got the hang of it, it was very easy. And then Reese was like, she's such a breeze. She's always been easy. She sleeps good. She's eaten and she got fat within a month. Like, at her one-month pictures, she's good, a chubby bunny. Like, she's so fat. <laughs> okay, I found this by Jay and Jess. Just listen because I'm not going to quote it. Okay. Friendship that insists upon agreement on all matters is not worth the name. Friendship, to be real, must ever sustain the weight of the honest differences, however sharp they be. Isn't that right? That is good. Yeah. And and I struggle, you know, just the last episode, Amanda and I talked about friendships being hard. Friendship shouldn't be hard. They should be a type uh-huh. of thing that you just, you're happy for your other person. Like I was, first of all, I was jealous that you were on vacation, but I wasn't mad. I didn't judge you. I was happy for you and your family. Right. I was happy you could get away. Was I jealous? Cause heck yes. I'd like to be at the lake with you, but sure. I wasn't like, Oh, what a rip. They got to go to the lake. They must have be rich because <laughs> that's not wow. the situation. Right. But I know there's people that probably thought that, right? Right. I know. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody deserves a vacation. I agree. And everybody should be happy for everyone else for getting one. So I think the moral of the story is that, so this really wasn't meant for to talk about Whitney and Kylie and how they parent their kids. That was not the intent. The point is, is that we've, I feel like sometimes we put off an air of like confidence in how we parent when in reality, like you just heard us defend the reasons that we chose the things for our kids in our life to other people. And I think that that just shows that we absolutely do go through those exact same feelings that you're going through. We're just posed with a new opposition right now. And that is the coronavirus and how it's affecting us as a society. And it's hard because we can't control any of it. Just like we always chat, we can't control it, but we're going to have to make hard decisions. But we're going to have to deal with it. Right. We're going to have to face it, face our storm, face it head on and deal with what's coming our way. Um, I did read, it was a tweet in Iowa. So Iowa is the only state that's had any high school sports since COVID started in March. They actually play summer softball and summer baseball, which I think is totally weird. Iowa people, it's weird. Uh, Ours is all, baseball's in the spring and softball's in the fall. Anyways, they had all their seasons and it said something to the effect of 94% of um, teams I need to find it. 94% of teams like, uh, had no issues. 96% of teams completed the season without like calling off or anything major happening. Um, no, as of now, nobody's hospitalized. The season's over. No one went to the hospital and they had visitors and people at every game, every time. Well, that's great news. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So there is that 6%. There is that 4% in those statistics. That's not perfect. Please don't quote me. I liked to hear the more hopeful, the good side of it. Right. Like they were able to live some type of normalcy. While you understand that the other percent was probably not the good outlook, we still got to hear the good. It wasn't the crap on the news. And they did also include that there was nobody in the hospital. Like maybe people got sick, but there wasn't any hospitalizations or deaths because of that. And I, I know they can't trickle it down and source it. Like we have so much COVID in our area. I think our county is at like 200 cases, so we're definitely immersed in it. But 
I don't know. I just thought that was hopeful. That is. It is unreal, just like with this momming decision, how much this, the virus and everything has made you feel like you aren't allowed to feel your feelings without being judged for it. And I'm very, very tired of that part of my life. It's exhausting. That. And it's, it's the whole thing's exhausting and it's not just that. So we're talking about COVID and we're talking about school and sports and all of those decisions. But on top of that, we still have normal decisions. Right. On top of like, that, we're still trying on, to do life. Like it's actually all of normal life on top of, and then COVID's on top of it. And it's a very heavy weight on top of all those normal things. Well, like it's I thought, the back of your mind. Well, I fought with myself about sending Rhett to preschool and I'm like, am I robbing him of not going to pre-K? because I'm making this selfish decision when in reality, it's not that selfish. Like he's going no. to be fine. I did not go to pre-K again. Like how many kids don't go to pre-K and do fine? I don't know. And we still, we still have to defend our decision and question it. You can, you will continue to question your decision. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Like I called today to actually like unenroll him, which he's not even enrolled. It's not like, he's not really a student yet. He's just on the list. Just to let him know so that if someone else could go in his place that wanted to great, and our school went to a four day school week and they're off on Mondays. And I'm like, Oh, I just got the courage to do it. <laughs> and they're not, they're not in the office. Oh, nuts. Well, yeah, that, and also I don't feel like it ever gets any easier. Like you had said at the beginning, the seasons change and your decisions, the decisions you have to make change and it's not easy. So if you're out there being a mom, single mom, married mom, Mom of littles, mom of bigs, working mom, stay-at-home mom, you're a BA. I'm not going to say right. And my, I want to add this too. I know my mom worries about me and my grandmother worries about me being pregnant and during COVID. Like, I mean, you never stop being a mom. So whatever right. age your kids are, like you still rock. Yep. Never gets easier, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't. The gray, gray, gray hair is growing as we speak. So feel your feelings. I'm speaking to myself too. Right. Love me listen. Feelings. Be confident in what you're feeling. Don't let other people question that. And don't let other people shame and judge you for it. Be kind, people. I also think be flexible. Like make your decision, be confident in it, and know that something things else are going to change. Yep. Uh, something else could change it. Who knows what? I am so super so unquestionable. I hope, I hope that this baby is born at the end of 2020. It's like, boom, best thing to happen in 2020 for our family. <laughs> no kidding. That would be perfect. Um, okay. One more note. I do, I have heard really hopeful things on like the progression of the vaccine and stuff for the coronavirus. So if you're out there and you're waiting for that, I have heard a couple really like hopeful things coming down the line. I mean, we're, we're six months out. They said a year. So can we make it another six months? I'm going to say we probably can. I mean, we're, what's our odds? What's our, I mean, I'm, my other option is not. So. Yeah. Your other option is not. So push through moms and dads. I and just, everyone. right. And I just think that it's already August. And like, if you would have said in March, like, oh, we're never going to get to August. Well, here it is. Didn't slow down. Life didn't slow down. So I think it even went faster. Okay. We got to get off here. I could talk for days. Okay. We end it with a quote. Okay. I'll read it. Okay. A good mom has bad days and great days and overwhelming days and perfect days and trying days and super mom days and just being a mom days and a whole lot of love and real and crazy motherhood days. Word. And you're still a good mom, no matter what yeah. day you're having.
You're so good, mom, no matter how much you doubt yourself. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in a couple weeks. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.